0: The aftermath of family trauma can lead to and be a product of substance abuse. And a woman is sharing her very difficult family story with us from tragedy to triumph. And And this this is is Chick Chick to Chick. As are so many of our other podcasts, this podcast is really personal and it's very personal for you.
1: Yeah, so we're coming up on the 13th anniversary of my brother passing away, it'll be this week. And he struggled with substance abuse. Uh, he fell victim to the pharmaceutical industry uh, for Oxycontin, Oxycodone, and then mm. slipped into heroin, was you know an intravenous drug user. Then he got clean and he was clean for two years until he started to get sick and he was really experiencing a lot of pain. They gave him some OxyContin, and even though they knew his background, he thought he could handle it, and he couldn't. And it was one night, one night of taking it, and the next morning, he had a heart attack. He was 33 years old, so um, I really condensed his story, but leading up to that, it was extremely hard on our family because when there is substance abuse, it creates trauma i know sometimes trauma can create that but it creates family trauma um it's devastating for a family and you know i've been without my brother and my mom has been without her son for 13 years i'm so so sorry that you have gone through this
0: and what's so unfortunate is that your story is not unique no this is really hard to stomach but 20 million americans are suffering from or battling some sort of substance use disorder. Mm -hmm. It is affecting a lot of families, including the family of our guest today, Susan Hewing. Uh, Susan, we're so glad that you are with us today. Um, This is your story. You have a very personal story and you used your platform uh, competing in beauty pageants, uh, the platform being Tragedy to Triumph, to add a voice to all of these families. So thanks for being with
2: us and tell us about what happened in your family. Sure. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Yes. um, Let's see. A week before my 22nd birthday, I had unfortunately lost my father to ongoing drug addiction and overdose. Um, Seven years later, I was still in my 20s, my late 20s, and I sadly lost my sister also to drug addiction and overdose. And at the time my niece was three going on four years old and I became a mother overnight to her. And as you described, it's all these years have gone by without my sister, my my mother without her daughter, uh, my Bailey, my niece is now my daughter um, without her mother.
1: So there's trauma involved for the entire family when this um, tragedy happens. So, Susan, unfortunately, you and I have this terrible family link with this. Mm. Um, you know, talk to us about how difficult it is, the trauma that the family goes through. I'm so sorry that you had it with both your father and your sister. That means decades, probably, of this history in your family. What's it, what was it like? The everyday stress and worry of
2: where are they? Are they safe? What monies are they spending? Who are they keeping company with? Are they healthy right now in this moment? Um, Many a times police have been called because of outbursts, because of uh, potential close overdoses. Um, It's ongoing. And for those that may not understand, I have heard from others, they'll ask the question, well, why can't you call the police or just call a hospital and get this taken care of? Um, And we all in this situation wish it could be that simple. But uh, as an adult, they have, um, you know, a lot of rights, um, and you can't force anyone into recovery. Um, And they have to, as an adult, choose to remain in those programs. You mentioned um, that you lost your father to this,
0: and then you lost your sister to this. Do you think in any way um, that it was genetic? And do you have any fears that you might succumb to something like this as well.
2: Absolutely. I do believe in predisposition. I do believe that, you know, if you have, uh, history in your family of addiction, whether that's alcoholism, drug addiction, addiction. excuse me, I do believe that you may be more genetically susceptible to falling prey to that addiction. It would explain for me why some are able to dabble with alcohol or, or drugs and maybe not become addicted as fast as someone else. This is something that was instilled in me as a child. My mother recognized the addiction in my father's side of the family and it's something she wanted to get ahead of. So that um, idea of being predisposed or genetically um, predisposed was something that was taught to me from young age. It's actually for that reason that I growing up was so very careful of when I first tried alcohol um, or anything like that, I'm even careful now to be honest with Tylenol or aspirin. I'm just so uh, careful in my choices with that because I think that perhaps I could um, develop maybe an addiction for something that I would maybe unex- expect because maybe someone else or the majority of people um, are not facing that same challenge with it. Um, and then for me with, my daughter she also it's something that a couple years ago she's 16 now but she does know the story of her biological mother and this idea that addiction runs in families is something that i again have many conversations with her about and how
0: have you explained things to her about your sister her biological mother and what happened
2: well, she's sixteen, and so um, only a couple years ago, through the rec- recommendation of her therapist, did we finally tell her the uh, cause of death with her mother, my my sister, and um, and um, just explaining to her that possibly depression, anxiety, things like that, that my sister dealt with, that for her, a means of coping was reaching to a substance to numb herself and to cope and deal with daily life. And that unfortunately that was a poor decision that led to the consequence that we all um, are experiencing and living with today. And and Susan, I can feel
0: your pain as you're talking. The same (laughs) thing I could feel Carrie's pain as she was talking. I'm real I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry Thank that you, you went through this, but I can I can feel. I can feel her words. I can feel the pain is still so raw for you.
1: Well, and you know, Susan, I don't I don't know about you, but it's hard when you are the surviving sibling and you are the one that hasn't dabbled in all of the things because like you mentioned, you're afraid that you could become addicted or you have seen the aftermath of all of it and you just go, no way. And so it's hard because here you are now, um, you know, teeing up the fact that you have this beautiful platform to be able to talk about a very messy, very difficult, um, very emotional story. And I understand that. So what made you want to tell this story? Because it's hard on us. It's hard on us when we keep going and telling this story.
2: I want to inspire recovery, Um, not only those that are in the recovery process who are battling substance use disorder, but one of the favorite uh, messages that I share with my platform message um, with my state pageant title is I get to go into schools and I've spoken in high schools to universities like um, John Harris High School's SciTech Campus, Penn State University, and I get to give a message to them also that we are not defined by choices that our family has made, that we are the authors of our stories, that we can make positive decisions and that we can be and are a success story. And that message I feel can resonate with anyone. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's personally experienced substance use disorder or addiction, um, but so many of us are influenced in our lives, by choices that a family member or family members have made, and maybe they've gone down a negative path. Um, but that doesn't need to define us, and our circumstances don't need to def- don't need to define us. And so. your
0: platform is tragedy to triumph. And that was your platform where you competed and won Mrs. Harrisburg. And then you became Mrs. Pennsylvania, and then you went on to compete in the Mrs. American pageant as well. You have your crown. First of all, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Can we see your crown and your sash? Yes. Let's let's turn this into a positive because we're all hurting (laughs) over here. Yes. Well, we can't see it. Let's see. There you go. go. All right. So here's the Mrs. Pennsylvania. Awesome. Beautiful. There is your sash. And oh. how about your, cr- put your crown on for us. Okay. If I had a that. crown, I'd be walking
1: around with it all the time. Yes, you wear I that. I would do the <laughs> podcast in a crown. That is beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Susan, I, while we're on a happy topic, there's something that gets um, missed during these conversations. And that is the good parts about our loved one who did succumb to substance abuse because they are good people. They just have yes. a problem. So I wanna just give you the moment now to tell us about the good things about your dad oh. and about your sister. Oh gosh, absolutely. Um, thank you for that. And it's so important because
2: I think also people have a misconception on the individuals that fall prey to addiction. My sister was a straight A student. She was this amazing, um, like theater she could do all different accents she had lead roles in the school musicals and plays very musically inclined played multiple instruments could um, play the piano and guitar by ear which is really an amazing talent funny um pretty although maybe she wouldn't have thought that she was then but she certainly was Um, and really a lot of friends Um, and unfortunately It seemed like in her early 20s is when she fell into the wrong crowd who were all drug users, big partiers. And unfortunately, that seemed to greatly influence her decisions. And how about fond memories you have of your father? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, carving pumpkins. Um, um, he was funny. Like, there, there, there's a lot of great memories with him. Um, and unfortunately, I think that he battled um, some childhood, childhood trauma. And I think that for him, that's what led him to, again, reach out to substances as a way of... As a means of coping, as a means of numbing, and that's something that I want more people to understand. I don't think people are trying drugs out for for fun, um, and that's it. I think mainly what we're seeing here is people are needing and, and trying to find a way to cope and deal um, with their pain, and this might be the easiest or the most accessible way to do it. And unfortunately, um, then people are becoming hooked. Yeah. Um,
0: it's all, it's, it's horrible, but we thank you for coming on the podcast and being a voice um, for yes. the 20 million Americans who are in this situation and for so many families that are suffering. So thank you so much you, for being thank brave you. and sharing your story. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And how about leaving on a positive note hmm I bet your brother.
1: Yeah. Um, my brother was funny. He was so creative. He could light up a room. And like Susan, just things go wrong. But he was such a beautiful soul. And we miss him. And I just hope wherever he is, he is the loudest, most fun DJ that they've ever had upstairs.
0: He's partying in heaven. He's partying in heaven. And he's looking down right now, yeah. and he's
1: smiling, and he goes, that's my sister. Yeah, he probably went to kick my rear end <laughs> a few a times too, but yeah, he is. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for being with us today. Um, this is a really important topic. <clears throat> and if you like any of our other topics, head over to our YouTube channel and like and subscribe until we are back to chirp about another topic. And we're still smiling. We're smiling. Yep.